Hey, I'm Micah. And I'm Jen. From 1994 to 1996, Jen lived in the middle of nowhere, Montana. But not by choice. She was sent to a therapeutic boarding school. I had some issues. While there, she performed hard labor. There was also a lot of forced exercise. Went through daily, hours-long group therapy. That shit didn't work. And when she left, she was left with some holes in her life. Holes? One of the holes was her pop culture hole. Yeah, I missed a lot of shit. And that's a hole we can fill. Shut your sassy magazine. It's time for... I never saw that. That's the X-Files theme. Obviously. Duh. <laughs> you all got that right? Yeah. Ooh, what happened at that on that one? A computer glitch malfunction. Microphone broke. Oh, really? It sounded perfect here in the room, but... That's weird, because I am in the room. Well, well, maybe. Maybe you're in the X-Files. Hey, everybody. It's I Never Saw That. <laughs> this week, we're talking about... The X-Files. Yeah, I think they got that. Uh, this We're just talking about the pilot right now. So here's a brief recap. <laughs> a brief recap of the pilot. Crapping again. Here's a brief recap of the pilot. Mulder and Scully investigate the strange deaths of members of a high school graduating class in the Pacific Northwest. That's it. <laughs> that's it. That's the <laughs> whole that's, show. That is the only one we could find that wasn't like pages long, so... That pretty much recaps it all. It captures everything. Um, so we are introduced to Scully first well, mm-hmm. because she is asked to come into her boss's office basically and told, hey, you're going to work with Fox Mulder. Do you know who that is? Are you familiar with an agent named Fox Mulder? Yes, I am. How so? By reputation. Um... He's an Oxford-educated psychologist who wrote a monograph on serial killers and the occult that helped catch Monty Props in 1988. Generally thought of as the best analyst in the violent crime section. And she goes down and meets him in his office. Wait, he's a psychologist? Yeah. Oxford-trained psychologist, Fox Mulder. Oh. I miss that. Doesn't really matter. Okay. Kind of matters, though, in terms of science and stuff. Like, what kind of science you believe in and what kind of science you practice, it kind of matters. Okay. It's just that in most of my work, the laws of physics rarely seem to apply. I just meant in the big picture, like in our lives, doesn't really matter. Okay, Micah. What kind of science you believe in? Uh, this, um, oh, sorry, you keep going. You were saying something about what, what happened. Was no. that it? I don't know. <laughs> oh my god. This episode's terrible so far. <laughs> the episode actually opens uh before we meet scully or Mulder at all it opens with a dead girl oh yeah in the woods uh this is the first scary thing we've watched is it isn't it batman forever was terrifying <laughs> no i'm serious that scene with all the like black light okay stuff but and no that's not a paint scary movie that's like an action comedy juggalos are horrifying jen this is the first actually scary thing we've watched. And this show's scary. Yeah. Like, uh, it's it's damn scary. I think there are going to be some episodes that you can't handle that I don't think we're actually going to watch. I know. And I, well, I was just going to say, this isn't, so first of all, this show came out in September of 93, which was actually about nine months before I left. 
But this show was such a big deal during those years while it was gone that we're doing it anyway. And I don't feel like you can really talk about a TV show without talking about the pilot first. So that's where we're at. Uh, but anyway, I this would have been too scary for me to watch back then. And the pilot? And is still now. Or no, the, the, just the, the X-Files or... in general. I was always very scared of it. Mm, really? Yeah. I was very scared of the whole idea of it. Just, I was very, very sensitive to violence and just fear-based anything because I have enough of my own, like, anxiety and fear in my brain. I think it got a bad reputation because, well, probably a well-deserved reputation for having scary episodes because of a few episodes. One that came out in 96, which is also after you were back. So it doesn't fit in our timeline. Well, but yeah, but it's okay. I don't think we're going to watch that episode. It's called well, Home. Yes, and it was recommended. So I put in our Facebook group, I asked some, I asked if X-Files fans had any episodes to recommend. And the first one that was recommended was Home. And all and, I've heard about it is that it's like the scariest and grossest thing that's ever been on TV. It is the first thing that pops into my mind about the X-Files. And I didn't watch every season and every episode back then, but I was into it for a while. I, wa- I would watch it every Like when you were a kid? Like 15? When it first came out? Um, maybe second season or something. I remember watching it in high school a little bit. But the first episode, when you said you wanted to watch the X-Files, that was the first one that came to mind was Home, which I think is episode, or I'm sorry, which I think is season four, three I, or four. I think so. And it was terrifying. And, it, and I have read... Because I was trying to do some research to remind myself of exactly what it was about and to see if I thought it was a good idea for you to watch it. Um, I did actually read that people said American Horror Story and other things mm. are terrifying now, but mm-hmm. none of them compare to home. And I think part of that is like just relative to the time when it was released. It was the scariest thing. One of my old professors showed it to us or talk, we talked about it in class Um right after it came out and he, I was just talking to him and he said that it was the most horrifying thing he had ever seen on I mean, network television. The thing the is that you keep saying that and it just makes me so curious. Like what could be, what concept could be that scary is well, what I, I want to know. Is it scarier it than because... like Twin Peaks and Bob and all that? Like that was fucking terrifying. Yeah, but in a different way. And it's, it's disturbing. It's this sense of and it's gross yeah it's super gross Hmm. and it just has elements that i know you are particularly upset by okay at times and right like i'm very sensitive to certain things still i mean the good news is i have become way desensitized in the last few years i'm pretty i'm pretty proud of it actually yeah because and here's the thing micah just a little tangent here i've been watching the handmaid's tale yes when I first started watching that show, I, and I have read the book, so I knew what it was about, but it's so brutal. And after the first episode or maybe first two episodes, I was like, I can't, I just can't take it. And now I feel like it's like my duty to watch it mm-hmm. and sit through it. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Like people live with the reality of violence all the time. And I have been privileged enough not to live in that world, but I am a woman, and I got to tell you, watching The Handmaid's Tale, it does not feel that far-fetched. So it is truly, like, deeply terrifying to me. 
and it's also so good that I can't stop watching it, but I also feel like I need to watch it. Does, does that make sense? Yes, it totally makes sense. And I think it makes sense with the X-Files too, because, <laughs> you know, the greys walk among us, Jen, and the truth is out there. And mm-hmm. the aliens are coming to colonize Earth and you need to know about it. The greys walk among us. See, I don't know what that means. They didn't say it's, that in the No, pilot. and I don't know if I'm even remembering that that's really from the X-Files. It's just an oh alien. Oh, God people that believe in aliens thing i want to believe there are different Mulder has a poster on his wall in his office that says i want to believe i love it oh real quick before we get into more specifically the pilot i wanted to mention that i had the pleasure of meeting up with some podcasters in real life (laughs) can you believe it micah all their podcasts are great and i'm hoping that we will collaborate with them at some point um but the one that is relevant to this episode of our show is called not another x-files podcast so (laughs) if you are a big fan of the x-files i definitely recommend you go check that show out hi it's carolyn and vanessa from From not Not another Another x-files podcast podcast we're the female-led x-files podcast you didn't even know you were looking for we've got plenty of opportunities for nostalgia conspiracies forbidden romance and plenty of laughs It's true. Come on over to our place in Vancouver, Canada, and revisit your favorite 90s sci-fi TV show. You'll be glad you stopped by. You can find us on all your favorite podcast spots. And on the web at notanotherxfpod.libsyn.com. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Music for this promo by Purple Planet. And they talk about every episode. Wow. Also. Yeah. So it... You know, we're not an X-Files podcast specifically, no. so. But I think we're going to handle it kind of like Frasier where we'll watch a couple episodes here and there and do a couple episodes maybe. I definitely think the X-Files for sure. We will do maybe several. Yeah. Um, just because so many people were such a huge fan of this show and it's so fucking iconic. Like when when we first saw Scully on the screen, mm-hmm. I got excited and I've never watched this show. Yeah. Like it's so, I've been thinking a lot about how iconic certain characters are i know the little music that you attempted to sing at the beginning (laughs) you know i know Mulder and scully it's just it's funny to me it's it's very culturally significant i guess is what i'm trying to say yes so i think there are enough episodes that are also one of the things that i loved about the x-files is that there were super scary weird creepy episodes and there were episodes that followed the the big um, conspiracy plot arc. And there are also really funny one-off episodes. So there are like the Monster of the Week ones. There are the hilarious ones, which are sometimes, which I guess are always Monster of the Week ones. But there were some that were just funny. And I think there are enough of those. And those are actually some of my favorite episodes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I had a lot of those recommended to me as well. Yeah, some specifically very funny ones. And I... Those are definitely going to be my favorite because I love the combination of anything with comedy, basically. <laughs> uh, like dark stuff. You know, I like dark comedy, I guess is what I'm saying. Um, the pilot was not funny, but there were hints of of like Mulder's sense of humor yeah. and Scully's sense of humor. You could see that, they're, that they were going to play that in the future, yeah. but they definitely did not go for funny in the pilot. No, David Duchovny always they went makes for some scary as jokes, shit. But this show felt a lot like Twin Peaks to me, or like Twin Peaks meets Northern Exposure 
meets. I needed a third one that I couldn't think of. Something with like northern exposure. Yeah, there was something about it. Hey, people listening, let me know if you understand what I'm saying right now. The moose during the title sequence. There was a certain kind of like quirky that reminded me of. Hmm. I don't know. There was something about it. It's nothing like it, really. Speaking of the title sequence, um, it has always bugged me because it's so cheesy and dated looking. And mm. I feel like, I'm sure I'm making this up, but I feel like it, it was cheesy back then. I'm sure the style, like the technology or whatever that I look at now and it looks super cheesy wasn't, didn't stand out as much, but it's still, I don't know, there's that, there's all these weird shots. It's almost like Vertigo. The Hitchcock yeah. film with the, the falling silhouette Did of the person. Did that come out in 95? Yeah. Yep. That yes. came out in the mid-90s. Awesome. But yeah, what you were saying about how it felt like Twin Peaks, this first episode is set in Oregon. Yeah. So it's the Pacific Northwest. It's a, what was it? Belfleur, Oregon yeah, or something. Know, some made up town. Yeah. But it also opens with a dead girl, which yeah. is also how Twin yeah. Peaks starts. And I was like, oh boy, here we go with the dead girls. But this show, especially, like Twin Peaks, there's a lot of mutilation of women, I feel like, and I don't know that the X-Files is as much that way. It's not as central to the... Right. It's like mutilation of everyone. Yeah. It's equal <laughs> opportunity mutilation. Yes. <laughs> Speaking of, one thing I, I always really liked that the X-Files did was that they cast the two leads and kind of flipped the trope of... Um, yes. Mulder is the one that believes. Good point. And Scully is super skeptical and scientific and... That's a really good point and I hadn't thought of it. I had not thought about that, but you're right. They would almost always... That would almost always mm-hmm. be reversed. That's a really good point. Do you believe in the existence of extraterrestrials? Logically, I would have to say no. Given the distances needed to travel from the far reaches of space, the energy requirements would exceed a spacecraft's capabilities. Conventional wisdom. You know this Oregon female. She's the fourth person in her graduating class to die under mysterious circumstances. Now when convention and science offer us no answers, might we not finally turn to the fantastic as a plausibility? The girl obviously died of something. If it was natural causes, it's plausible that there was something missed in the post-mortem. If she was murdered, it's plausible there was a sloppy investigation. What I find fantastic is any notion that there are answers beyond the realm of science. The answers are there. You just have to know where to look. Scully is very skeptical, and we haven't really said anything about what's happening in the plot. I don't know how much we want to. I mean, come on, people. If you haven't seen the pilot of the X-Files, like, what the fuck are you doing <laughs> with yourself, you know? I mean... Get on my level. I don't know what I was doing myself, doing with myself until a couple nights ago, and now my life is. Anywho, yeah. Um, <laughs> Scully is skeptical, and because they're looking for something that's attacking these people that is not human. Well, they don't know. They have no idea what's going on. But there's a group of high school students, the class of '89, and a bunch of them are dying. Yeah. And you do find a couple important things for the the series as a whole in this episode. Mulder talks about his sister's abduction story Mm -hmm. that she was. That's how he got into this field. I'm telling you this, Scully, because you need to know. Because of what you've seen. In my research, I've worked very closely with a man named Dr. Heitz Verber, and he's taken me through deep regression hypnosis. 
I've been able to go into my own repressed memories to the night my sister disappeared. I can recall a bright light outside and a presence in the room. I was paralyzed, unable to respond to my sister's calls for help. Listen to me, Scully. This thing exists. But how do you The know? government knows about it. And I gotta know what they're protecting. Nothing else matters to me. And this is as close as I've ever gotten to it. He's always been looking for her. And so he thinks everything is an alien abduction. On a lot of the episodes, it's like, oh, it's an alien abduction. And then mm-hmm. you find out there's another explanation, but is it really clear what's going on? Um, a lot of the episodes end with not really an explanation. They kind of solve the case and figure out who did what, but not always. You're introduced to the smoking man who, at one point, I think it was right at the end of the episode. Smoking man. So there's a guy at the end of the episode, remember, he has the little implant that was in the body that they exhumed. And he walks through this big, huge archive of evidence and he puts it in a... Oh, right. There's a big, really creepy hallway... It's like uh, a huge warehouse thing. And yeah. he puts it in a box and walks away, and you see how big it is. And you said something like, have we seen that guy before? What the hell? He was in the background at one point um, smoking a cigarette in one of the office shots when when Scully was being interviewed for the job, basically, or told her assignment. Is he in every episode? He's in every season, I think, until later on. I think later he wasn't in... Just in the background? Or is he ever a character who speaks? He's a character. Oh, okay. I don't know how much we want to give away, but you're introduced to him in the first couple minutes of the pilot. Are you afraid of giving stuff away to me or to other people? To you, just because I don't know how how many we're going to watch. Because I was going to say, screw the rest of these people. Oh, they all know. Yeah, everyone knows. You're the only one in the world that doesn't know. Yeah. So at one point, too, just going back to the Scully being skeptical and scientific and Mulder being like, there is no science to explain this. Um, You know, Scully says at one point, there must be an explanation. Like, there's always an explanation. And I generally do agree with that. But I also, like, you and I have this conversation all the time where I'm I'm the Mulder in this situation where (laughs) I'm like, but it can't be explained I'm not talking about whatever the fuck was going on in this episode. What was it? Aliens? Do we even know? Was it zombies? No, it was, uh, what was his name? Billy? The kid that, it was, it was aliens, I think, but they don't really come out and say it. Billy, the kid was that was Billy? in the coma, he was in a vegetative right. state. He was killing people, but he was under, no, it was definitely aliens. He was That's taking right, them because... to the aliens, basically. Yeah, and sacrificing them, mm-hmm. essentially. You see him Letting them in... do tests on. You see him in the woods and he like takes. A girl. Is it always a girl? No, because other people died too. Like the Ray Soames guy, the guy that they exhumed, the body that they dug up that was oh, yeah, like, they dig like up an a orangutan, basically. It's gross. Oh, and then that's because when they say, testing. that's when she says, Scully says, that it wasn't human. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But she thinks it's anyway, a primate. Anyway, you see something. him in a, yeah, she thinks it was like a practical joke that someone did where they replaced the body with the body of an ape or a chimp or something. Uh Anyway, so I want to get into this with you a little bit, Micah. Okay. Because, Micah, correct me if I'm wrong, you are a person who believes there is always a scientific explanation for everything. The answers are there. You just have to know where to look. And you don't generally 
think very highly of people who believe in things that cannot be scientifically proven, whether that be religion or astrology or aliens or I don't know what else. Any no, kind of paranormal. I don't think that's quite right. I okay. I don't correct think that me. science can explain everything. I think that's a fundamental misunderstanding of what science even is or sets out to do. I think there are simpler explanations for a lot of things, and there's no evidence for a lot of things that people believe in. Right. But I think science is always asking more questions and trying to understand more. And the, yeah, absolutely. the goal is to uncover more questions, not necessarily to answer everything, but to try to understand stuff. And mm-hmm. so that's kind of okay, a tangent. But I but... Well, I don't see those as mutually exclusive. I mean, right, you can but still you said, see... You said, I believe there's always a scientific explanation for everything. And I don't think that's accurate. That's not what I yeah, believe but at all. Okay. But you don't think that's accurate because we haven't asked and answered all the questions, right? Right. So there is... So, I mean, ultimately that is... But science doesn't provide, like, answers always. Science is just a method of asking questions and exploring things. Right. Okay, so you, you're telling me you don't believe that there's a scientific explanation for everything. Like, for example, let's say all signs point to somebody's a vampire. Okay. They sleep in a coffin. They got the fangs. They're biting people's necks. Mm-hmm. They're sucking people's blood. Uh, they do stuff like that Mm -hmm. i'm not i'm not i'm not creating a good example i can't think of a good example because obviously (laughs) you would just say well that's just a crazy person or maybe not crazy that's a person who has some sort of mental illness you know and this is how they're responding to it or this is how it's Mm -hmm. manifesting right right and unless there was any other evidence to support it then there's probably a better explanation than yeah. They're a vampire, which is something we have zero evidence for. Well, I'm tell- I'm saying what if there was evidence? The evidence I just listed maybe isn't the best evidence because... That's just anecdotal evidence. That's one case. It's a case study. What? No, I'm saying... No, I'm talking about what evidence... if there was a person who was... Who all signs point to. They're a vampire. Meaning, what I mean is there's evidence that this person is a vampire. The evidence I gave is was bad because <laughs> because technically anybody could sleep in a coffin and like right you know sharpen their fangs and bite people in the neck and, and we stuff. have no other evidence that that vampires even vampires exist, exist mm-hmm. or that people are able to be immortal by drinking the blood of other people or that they can turn into bats. Okay, the vampire thing's a bad example. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> Oh, fuck it. Who cares? Anyway, <laughs> I was trying to have a good conversation with you, but... But you ruined it yourself by having a bad example. Yeah, I did. I think that, I think, I guess... See, I enjoy this show because I enjoy good storytelling, and I yeah. do enjoy... I really do enjoy conspiracy theories and all that right. kind of stuff. It's, it's fun. I don't necessarily believe they're true, and I don't believe that aliens exist on our planet or have visited us but that's what right that's not what i mean i just i just could see i could see some people who are like who i don't know i could see some people being frustrated by this show and the fact that they don't always land on well here's the the scientific explanation for why Mm -hmm. that thing was happening but if i remember it right 
Scully almost always finds a scientific explanation. And then Mulder is like, yeah, but what about this part? There's always, they leave the door open a little bit. They, I feel like in my memory, they did a really good job of her looking for an explanation and always being skeptical mm-hmm. until late, way later in the the series and the movie and stuff. But, um, and Mulder always being like, yeah, but you can't explain this part or this part. Yeah, but they also really, so they, basically, she comes to work with him because they kind of want her, so he's working with the X-Files, which is basically just cases of unexplained or unexplainable things that have happened. And the FBI hired her to basically discredit Mulder and his theories about stuff. That's what they wanted her to do. Uh, so she shows up and he knows that right away. And he's like, they sent you to keep an eye on me and to prove me wrong, kind of. But even in the pilot, I mean, immediately they have this chemistry and rapport mm. and they they have respect for each other right away. Even though right at first they are kind of at odds in terms of how they see things. Mm-hmm. There was a scene that was... That made me laugh, though, where, and it wasn't meant to be funny, but (laughs) when Scully finds the little thing that the aliens or Mm -hmm. whatever were putting inside people's Little metal implants. Yeah. Inside their noses, right? Yeah, it was like up in the nasal cavity. Yeah. She finds one in the forest, this tiny little thing. And then... Well, she found it in his, in the body. Right, that's what I said. Yeah. I just said that she found it in the body. In the forest of the nasal cavity is what you meant. She found it in the the forest of the nasal cavity. And then, uh, no, but she was out searching in the forest and found it, I thought. Nope. Anyway. She found ash in the forest and put it in her pocket. But that was significant too, no? Yeah, it was all over the site where they found the body and where the, the aliens had come to abduct the bodies. Well, anyway, it's a very, very dark... Very, very stormy and windy night, and she and Mulder are driving, and she's showing him this thing. What do you think it is? I don't know. Is it a campfire? It was all over the ground. I think something's going on out here. Some kind of a sacrifice, maybe. It was just funny. It was like, it was one of those fake TV scenes where he's driving on this windy, windy, dark, rainy road, but looking at this thing and looking at her and talking to her mm-hmm. and not watching the road at all. Because they're being towed by a big truck. Exactly. Yeah. In real life. I don't remember that. I didn't remember thinking that. But is that the scene where they lose time? Lose time. Yeah. It's not that scene. Oh. Uh, but we should <laughs> talk about that because that's sort of, I mean... Yeah, they lose time, which was also a very weird scene. Like, I liked the... I wasn't distracted at all in this by it being dated or cheesy or anything, mm-hmm. except for that one scene where they lost time. Mm. And all of a sudden, it was like a black and white still of them. Oh, yeah. Which I guess, actually, I just didn't know what was going on at the time. Right. You don't know. You've never lost time due to Looking... an alien abduction happening near you. Right. You don't know well, what it looks like. not that I know of. Right, so the car radio goes crazy and everything starts getting really bright and then it goes black and white. And Mulder, luckily, had just looked at his watch right before this. So he knew that when they drive out of it and then the car dies and everything shuts off, 
he looks at his watch again and he realizes they lost like they nine lost. minutes. We lost nine minutes! Nine minutes! I looked at my watch just before the flash. It was 9.03. It just turned 9.13. Look! Look! Oh, yes! Abductees! People that have made UFO sightings. They've reported unexplained time loss. Come on! Gone! Just like that. You're saying that, that time disappeared? Time can't just disappear! It's, it's a universal invariance! Not in this zip code. And that's when people are dying during those nine minutes mm -hmm. that are lost. Somehow the aliens that are coming down to collect their sacrifice are stealing time. I don't know whether that ended up being helpful in their solving of the case. Well, it did just because later... Um, one of the other abductees or one of the other girls that was in the class of 89 who was in a car accident with, what did I say his name was? Bobby? Billy. Billy. Billy Doyle. She basically lives at the hospital with him where he's a patient when he's in his vegetative state. She is found um, running across the road and gets hit by a truck and dies right at that time when they were, when they lost time. Mm -hmm. So she was in the process of being abducted but got away or something or she was running to the forest i don't remember exactly but she was supposed to be the next one and it was right at that time when so billy's dad the he's a detective, detective. from the sheriff's department yeah. that guy was scary as fuck yeah he scared yeah. the shit out of me and then it was weird so you find out that he's billy's dad and you find mm -hmm. out that billy's the one that's been killing or sacrificing these people or whatever and his dad's just been out there keeping people away from it so that his son can get away with it? Yeah, I don't know. They didn't really explain that very well, but there was a little bit of a cover-up going on in the town because the medical examiner also had not put things in his notes, and so they, they didn't really explore that very much, but he was kind of covering things up. Um, and then his daughter is one that's going to be abducted. She was in the class, too, and she starts bleeding in the middle of the... Right. cafe and mm -hmm. she asks Mulder and Scully to protect her but then dad shows up with the detective and is like no we're gonna take care of this but Leave she does she almost gets abducted right but she survives and then also Billy goes out there and is it was that girl I think the one you're talking about right. he was trying to sacrifice her and I forget what happened but it didn't end up happening right somehow the spell was broken yeah. he hugged his dad and then those gross little like black marks or red marks they had on mm -hmm. them just went away when he hugged his dad and mm -hmm. I didn't get that part really. Yeah, I'm not also clear on how it was resolved. Like why did the aliens they just decided, I guess we're done with our experiments now. Yeah. I and don't luckily know. Mulder and Scully and Dad were here to watch. <laughs> I know. Really weird. In this one instance. Here's a question I have. How in all shows like this, how do these motherfuckers always go out? to the scene of a crime, which is always in a very dark and secluded and terrifying place. Why do they always do that in the middle of the night and they don't seem scared that they're going to like get dead? Because it's more dramatic for us. If they go in the day, it's not as scary a scene. I know that, Micah. I'm not asking why they wrote the story that way. And never mind. Also, it's big flashlight. Um, the flashlight industry has ties to the TV uh, production flashlight. industry, and mm -hmm. so they have to 
You know, every show has to work in a flashlight every once in a while. I just think every single time I see a scene like that, I'm like, why would you go there where that bad thing happened and you're clearly going to get dead? Because you're an investigator. That's your job. I know, but still. That's the whole point of the show, Jen. Are you not aware they're in the FBI? Oh, shut up. (laughs) I love our podcast because I'm watching stuff. Like, I'm not sure I ever would have gone back and watched The X-Files. Why would I? Right. In fact, I'm quite sure I wouldn't have. That's all. I just, it's fun to see stuff that I never saw that's actually really good. You're going to learn. And the stuff that's actually really bad. You're going to learn about all sorts of references and things that you haven't gotten your whole life. And now oh, you really? understand them. Like so you're going to be, you're going to be one, one of us now. You're going to be part of society again, Jen. We're filling this hole for you and filling it with things like Batman Forever and other terrible things. Mm-hmm. Um, the problem is you're going to look like a weirdo because all your references that you're making are like 25 years old. And people are going to be like, oh, yeah, well, she clearly knows about things that are old that we all watched when we were kids. You know what I think is funny is that we're making this podcast about two years that I missed a long time ago. And because of that, we're missing everything that's happening right yes. now. And so our next podcast is going to be, I never saw that, 2018, mm-hmm. 2019 or whatever. That's a joke. It's a good. It was a good one. Yeah. You, you can't hear the laugh track? I know. We'll, we'll put some in again. <laughs> um, okay. I don't know. I feel like I don't know that we've said anything. But um, <laughs> I there was... Another thing that made me laugh a little bit, which is, you know those scenes where somebody says something to someone really dramatic and, like, they're upset and it's... Yeah. There was a scene where Mulder was really upset about something and was explaining it to Scully and he was, like, really emotional and upset, but it was one of those times where the camera just stays on his face too long. So he's, like, acting... (laughs) He's like holding that face. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, it seems really fake. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes, I do. I don't think I have anything else to say about this. All right. I'm excited to watch more of this show. It's very, very creepy. Uh, Go listen to Not Another X-Files podcast because I guarantee it'll be better than this shit. More deep analysis. Yeah, but we will do, we'll probably do several x-files episodes so if you have some that you're really into let us know and explain to us why we should watch that particular episode yeah it would be great if it were within the years 94 and 96 but it doesn't have to be and i think we have suggestions of funny ones now mm-hmm. um but if anybody has any like important ones in the alien abduction story arc like the main and the conspiracies mm-hmm. any like key turning points we're not going to get you filled in on everything, Jen, and who controls the government and who killed JFK, all that stuff. But hmm. they um, answer those questions on the show. If people have good episodes to watch in that vein, that'd be great. Cool. Yeah, thanks for listening. We we love you. We appreciate it. You could review us and rate us on iTunes if you like us. I keep saying it. No one ever does it, but that's cool. <laughs> I would really like it if you would, though. How about one of you? Somebody will someday. One of you. You guys draw straws. No, we do have a few reviews, which is so cool, and I'm so grateful. In fact, let's read one right now. Okay. Can you entertain them for a minute, Micah, while I look for the review? Yeah. Tell a joke. Wah, 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 wah.
That was way better. Why didn't I do that the first time? No, that time? was pretty good. And the first time you did it was also pretty good. Really? It's just that the second time you did it, you were like, wah, 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 wah. Well, no. Like that. I mean. It's hard for someone like me, Micah, mm-hmm. to. Listen to someone like me trying no, to make to, music to noises? No, to sing badly. Mm, you know? Yes. It's nearly impossible. Oh, that must be so hard. It's very hard for me to hit the wrong notes. Oh. So it's very difficult. It's difficult for me to Im- impersonate you is what I was going to say. Mm. Anyway, hold on. Here we are. Here we go. Read us one of those hot five-star reviews, Jen. Yeah, it is a five-star review. That's out of five stars. Yeah, five out of five people. So... Love it. The premise is so interesting. Who gets sent off to a boarding school? Her story is intriguing, and I want more episodes so I can hear more about that experience. They seamlessly tie in that premise with the context of the 94-96 time period, and their banter is of best friends, challenging yet respectful. You won't regret listening. Isn't Hmm. that a lovely review? It is. It's true. It is true. All of that is true. We're doing our best to seamlessly weave it in and out. Okay, one more because I really love this one too. Uh, Love, love, love. I find myself smiling through entire episodes of this podcast. It is very unique and very funny, yet serious at times and thought-provoking. Jen and Micah's banter is hilarious, and you feel like you're right there with them, bullshitting and laughing. Very refreshing. I absolutely love it. Well, I'm sorry to your face muscles because smiling that long is hard. (laughs) So go write some more reviews if you like yeah, those we'll read, and you like us. We have a couple others that we will read maybe next week that were written by our listeners, some of our listeners, and we really appreciate it. So if you want to write a review, we'll, we will read it. And other ways to support us are tweet about us, tell your friends. We have a Patreon. You can go to... Patreon.com slash I never saw that. And... Podcast, y- I think. There are amazing rewards that for as little as $2 a month, you can pledge and you will get amazing rewards sent to your home. Well, no. You don't get anything sent to your home at $2. None of that. But... Okay. <laughs> for, as little, for as little as $2 a month, you can support us and you will get amazing rewards sent directly to your heart. Good, good truth. Thank you to Fifi Folios for all our internet stuff. Thanks to Minus Violet for our theme music. Thanks to Grant McRae for our artwork. Until next time. See you in the 90s. That was bad. I tried to whistle it.